Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Teresa Mills. And we're here again, Teresa, around this table, asking some friends to come in, pull up a chair, sit down with us, because I think there is a lot going on that none of us really pay attention to. And I want to I wanna just focus on it for a minute. And I'm talking about the social drama mm. that happens when we are so drawn to social media and everything electronic. Yeah. And it begins to take over our life and our world and our attitude. And before you know it, we really don't want to be social face-to-face with anybody else anymore, especially in the environment we're in right now. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, too, one of the elements that you, when you're talking about that, Luann, is how people will be very bold or maybe maybe I'll even say this, brash, harsh mm. on social media because they're not in the presence of someone. And mm-hmm. they will say things that they would never, never say to someone's face. And, you know, you may interact with someone and you may call them a friend and then here comes the social drama. And suddenly Mm -hmm. people are saying things that are hurtful and unkind. And, you know, it it is deeply saddening to see. And I I think that if we did actually spend more time with each other face-to-face rather than FaceTiming or um, social media, I think there's a different spirit that you, you walk in sometimes. Oh, absolutely. You think about how when you are in front of someone, you can read their body language, you mm. can see if they're downhearted, yeah. you can see if they're anxious, yeah. you can see a lot of things that you will never detect when it comes across electronically. Yeah. And so it's much easier for you to spew out things that you can never take back. <laughs> you know, once it's out, I saw an analogy of this and I thought it was a great Great way to think of it. Uh, uh, having a tube of toothpaste. <laughs> yes. Uh, a f- you saw that. A friend I did. Said she had uh, her daughter, when she was a preteen, squeeze out all the toothpaste. So good. And then she told her, now, put it all back in the tube. Mm. And the little girl's like, what? I can't do that. And she said, that's like your words. Yep. Once they come out, you cannot put them back. It's it's already been damaged and it's out there. And so I want to talk about that today because it's not just the damaging things that are said, although Ephesians 4.29 is what has gripped me recently. And it just simply says, do not let any, any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Now I want, I want us to just park there for a minute and think about what that verse says and unpack it. Because if we 
think about when we're typing anything into social media, that's the same thing as talking. Yeah. And when when God describes our unwholesome talk, he's talking about the things that tear down because in that verse, it says, but only what is helpful. So he's saying, do not let the unhelpful, the tearing down part happen. Instead, only say the helpful things that are going to build. You know, we had a a coffee mug made for Encouragement Cafe years ago that said, encourage and build. Mm. And that's what I want to focus on as we talk about this around the table today. Yeah, you know, because many times words can be very biting. And when you think about that, you know, that is, it's ripping and it can tear down and destroy. I mean, the Bible tells us that there's the power of life and death in the words that we speak. You know, if the Bible had been written in today's culture, you know, they would have included typing, texting, messaging, (laughs) but you know, that didn't exist back then. (laughs) So he just said, you know, as it comes out of your mouth, but we know that this, uh, out of the mouth, you speak what's in the heart. Yeah. And you type, you type what's in your heart. So I think Mm -hmm. the first step is for us to recognize, you know, and if I'm honest with you, in this year, I have been surprised by some of the things that I have found in my heart because mm. I have been so honestly enraged at some things, flabbergasted at other things, disappointed or discouraged by others. And in a fit, you can be ready to type. I mean, you, you can war <laughs> with your words. You can wield those things like a knife. But yeah. You know, the same discipline and the same self-control that you would have right in the face of somebody, God can give you right on social media. And I love, uh, I don't know who said it years ago, but it says, Holy Spirit, put your arms around my shoulder and your hand over my mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let those things be pleasing to you, God. You know, yeah. there, as you're talking about Ephesians 4.29, Psalm 19 says, Let the words of my mouth and... The things of my heart, the Mm. meditation of my heart, be pleasing and acceptable to you, O God. Mm. And we can't just let that fall away when it comes to social media. And granted, there's some things that do, they do make you feel strongly, especially if you're passionate about something. But it's not an excuse to step away from the instructions of what God has told us. Today we're talking around the table about social drama. And I don't know about you, but I know that there are so many things pulling for my attention. And and Teresa, I remember back in the day when I was with Proverbs 31, I was with them for 13 years. And I, I'm, I'm trying to remember how it all unfolded, but it seems like it was about 2002, 2003, when they encouraged us to start a blog. And I said, mm. excuse me, what? I mean, to <laughs> me, that sounded like a sci-fi movie from the 50s. <gasps> Attack of the blog. But I, I had no idea what they were talking about. But I said, okay, I'll listen. And they trained us how to do it. So I started a blog. And the next year, they said, okay, now we need everybody to get on Facebook. And I was like, What's a Facebook? What, you know, uh, I guess MySpace had come and gone and I missed it completely. I was raising children. 
But then it was Facebook. And the next year, it was Twitter. And the next year, it was Pinterest. And it seems like every single year, they encouraged us to expand our network. And I'm telling Mm. you what, it soon took over every spare minute of your world. And I think that's what happens every time we see new social media come in. uh, You know, it's like new kid in town. You got (laughs) to you got to get on board, you know. So now, you know, we've got WhatsApp and Snapchat and Instagram and uh, all these other things that vie for our attention. And it's no wonder that we walk around with short fuses because we were already busy. Mm. And now it feels like not only are we busy, but we can't possibly keep up. Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, I, I know that many of us, let's be honest, there is a lot of good, a whole lot of good that can be done with all those social media platforms. Absolutely, And it's powerful. You can share the good news of Jesus Christ. You can um, you can reach out to people across the world. Even with our churches, we've been able to have, with, with the shutdowns and things that were going on, been able to have online services and Facebook Lives and those things being shared. So, yes, there is some incredible positive things about the social media aspects. However, you know what? There's incredible good benefits to chocolate. Dark chocolate, so good for your heart. It's actually, it has iron. Believe it or not, it has fiber. It's so good for you, right? (laughs) In moderation. But in moderation and when you're using it correctly. So, for example, if I break off a piece of my dark chocolate every day of that big bar, that's actually good for me. But if I eat the whole bar every day, that is not that is not good for me. And the same thing is occurring with social media. There's so many things vying for our attention while it could be something that edifies you, lifts you up, reminds you of scripture, um, connects you with an online service. There is just as much, I would say actually way more, trying to pull your attention in negative directions, trying to incite in you um, anger or discouragement, or trying to get you to compare your life with someone else, or tempting you to take your thoughts or your eyes in a direction that you know God delivered you Mm. from. And don't go back to what God has delivered you out of. And when you decided to give your time and attention to Jesus Christ and spend time in His presence, I think the challenging thing for me sometimes is to say, how much time are we spending with God in his presence with the things that he says to think about versus how much time this pulls from us and is it is it tempting us to speak in anger or bitterness or in rage or unpure thoughts we've got to be watching how this social drama once and literally is designed to draw you in to reel you in and to captivate your attention and honestly to make you feel certain emotions that are just not what god designed for you well i could not agree with you more because i get that um i feel compelled to stay in the loop especially with my family that's you know away from me right now this my sisters my my extended family all live in different states and so it's really uh tempting to get on there and find out what they're up to and and i'm like wait a minute would i have been calling them 
two or three times a day to find out what's going on in their world? No. No, I would not. I wouldn't even, you know, drive across town two or three times to find out what's going on in their world. So I can't use that as an excuse. I can't let the social media life take over my life. And I think that's what's happening in our world today. We are addicted, just like yeah, alcohol, just like drugs, just like uh, any other thing that can grab you. I think social media has become the new drug, the new addiction. And it can pull you in to make you feel like you need it and you need to stay involved and you need to stay plugged in. But in reality, we don't need that. What we need is exactly what you prescribed. I find, Teresa, that if I start my day out reading God's Word in some devotion that I happen to be in at you know, different times, God will absolutely open my eyes and my mind to some things that I have, yeah. I would have missed. I would have totally missed it had I gone straight for my phone, straight for my tablet. And I think when we allow ourselves to just kick off our day with Him, everything else pales in comparison. I agree with that. You know, even last night, I just felt like, Lord, where should I start reading? And I just waited, and I, I had Him just wait and tell me. And I was thinking, okay, I felt like it was Acts 12. And as I read that scripture, it was talking about Peter being in prison. And here's the crazy thing. I absolutely love this, that it was talking about Peter being in prison. It said, but the church was earnestly praying to God mm. for him. And as I read that verse, now, listen, I could have been on my phone, on, on Facebook, checking it out again, but I went to sleep with those words in my heart and my mind. Peter's in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. And what happened after that was a bona fide yeah, miracle, absolutely. literally. He, he was in chains. There were like four sets of four guards guarding him. He was even chained to other guards. And an angel comes and drops the chains. All these guards are asleep and leads Peter out, says, follow me, come. And Peter thinks he's dreaming. And he walks out and he realizes, wait a minute, I'm not dreaming. I'm out of here. <laughs> But it's because the church was earnestly praying. But I, I think now in this season of time and in this world that we're living in, I feel like the church is earnestly what? Is the church earnestly mm. praying? Because do you understand the miracles that can come about if we are earnestly praying? It really challenged me. And again, I feel like social media can be wonderful. You can use it for a lot of amazing things. But we've got to be guarding how are we spending our time in a season that we must be praying more. Are we praying more or are we scrolling mm. more? And I've been challenged in my own life to, to quit scrolling as much and start praying more. Not that you have to pray 24 hours a day. Come on, I know nobody can do that that I know of <laughs> anyway. But we could, could you increase it by 10 minutes, 10 minutes less scrolling, 10 minutes more praying? What kind of difference could that make and eliminate some of this drama that we see? Oh, that is a great prescription to eliminate a lot of problems right there. If we spent as much time 
praying as we spend on our phone. Let me say that again. If we spend as much time praying as we spend on our phone, then we couldn't help but be closer to the very God who knows exactly what we need. He knows exactly how to break you out of chains. He knows exactly what your neighbors need, what this country needs. And he is waiting on us to draw near to him because the Bible says when we draw near to him, he draws near to us. He's never going to push his way into our world, but he's going to say, wow, if you just lay your phone down for five minutes yeah, and you just come to me with those problems that you're screaming about, if you just lay it down and look to me, you're going to be amazed at how peaceful things can be if you allow me into the situation. Amen. You know, Teresa, I was reading, I love, love, love C.S. Lewis. I don't know if you're a fan, but Mm, I got a a book called The Screwtape Letters. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah, that, (laughs) it's it's a bizarre uh, way of writing, but it is so intriguing because C.S. Lewis wrote this in 1942 now think about what was happening in the world at that time it was world war ii and he lived in england at the time and he wrote this from the viewpoint of one of satan's devils talking to his uh, novice apprentice demon and he's trying to tell this novice how to capture our hearts, how to capture um, and, and what it would take. And it was so interesting when I read this. It said, I had not forgotten my promise to consider whether we should make the patient, that would be the Christian, an extreme patriot or an extreme pacifist. All extremes except extreme devotion to the enemy of course, that means Jesus, are to be encouraged. Mm. Not always, of course, but at this period. Some ages are lukewarm and complacent, and then it's our business to soothe them, yet faster asleep. Mm. Other ages of which the present is one are unbalanced and prone to faction, and it's our business to inflame them. Wow. Now, you think about that. Satan's tactics mm. have not changed He inflamed everybody with propaganda in World War II, and he had them beating their chests for what was righteous, and they were patriotic or pacifist. And today we're seeing the very same thing play out in social media. People are on fire for their cause. And when you look down in this little passage, it says, A great deal of pride and hatred is entertained when people are going for the cause. And boy, are we seeing that play out in our social media. It is social drama. Mm, It's that is so true. You know, I really feel like when we recognize when you can see that it's a tactic of the enemy, you don't want to fall for it. You want to fight against it. But what is happening is there's such a clear uh, as you look at it retrospectively, the deception that's coming in this world. And social media is definitely helping that. But, you know, when you were talking about 
um, part of the strategy of the enemy was to soothe them faster asleep, keep them lukewarm. You know, all those things are dangerous to be so passionate for your cause that you forget all love of Jesus and all of the restrictions that he's given you and how to treat people. Or you're so lukewarm that you're passively just asleep and not recognizing what God has. And, mm. you know, I'm going to give you an example. There's a lady that's been a friend of mine for several years. She has always told me how God has used me at different speaking engagements or different times to speak into her life. She loves me. And on Facebook, now not knowing how I felt, she said, if you if you are for this particular candidate or this person, unfriend me now. We have nothing that we can have common ground about. I don't even want you on my page. And I was like, whoa. Then she said about another issue. If you feel this way, unfriend me now. And I thought if we were talking face to face, she has no idea what my beliefs are, that they might be different than hers. But we've always been able to have the love of God. And the enemy, it's that tactic, inflaming and enraging people so much that they're missing out on connections that have fed them, connections mm -hmm. that God has used to bring hope to them. And we've got to watch and, and ask God, Lord, help me discern when I am falling for something that I shouldn't. Lord, help me discern when maybe I've just been lulled to sleep. And I ask you to awaken me in areas I don't even know I've been asleep. Mm -hmm. And let me understand what is happening? Don't let me be deceived by the stuff that's happening. Don't let me be drawn in by this drama. Help me have the peace of God and keep my mind on you and speak with love to one another. Mm, that's good stuff right there because you hit the nail on the head. There are so many opportunities for us to love one another and not allow social media to uh, change who we are. And we all know that if we love Christ, then we've been adopted into the same family. And so it's like we have to know how to get along, right? We have to know how to love one another. God's given us training wheels. It's called Earth. <laughs> and one day we're all going to live together yes. in heaven. And he wants us to see that his love is able to keep us from going down the path of unwholesome talk, getting back to Ephesians 4.29 that says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up yeah, according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Amen. Today, I hope if you hear nothing else, you hear that, we all get drawn in to social media. We do. Yeah. Because it's the way we communicate as a world now. But Teresa and I will also tell you that we've had a check in our heart that says, mm -mm, mm. put it down, focus on me, let me steer you in the way that you should go. And so we want to encourage you today to do that. Right, Teresa? Amen. Yes. I believe that God has something great for us, but it's going to take more of our just getting close to Him, spending that little extra time with Him to have all that He has for us. Mm. All right, so this is the challenge. This week, I'm going to ask you to start your day every day with Him. Open your Bible. Get into some devotion that you can read 
in the morning before anything else. Get out of bed 15 minutes early and do it. And then I'm going to encourage you to pray and say, God, help me today to get into prayer and communication with you and with others as much as I'm on my phone. Hey, this is a challenge for all of us, and we're going to take this challenge, and I hope you do as well. And may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.